as promised, I will slide in the supplemental parts that will go along with the episodes. These are talks that I gave a while ago. So I confess the sound quality is nowhere near the same as it is now. So I apologize for that, but I tried my best to alter the sound and make it a little better and more discernible. It's not the worst. So you'll definitely be able to hear everything, but I pray that this will bless you as well. So enough talking. Let's get into it. Man, I'm enjoying this Christ for you engagement. A few of the bars have been standing out. One is from the song Upper Room, where I say, let me show you this. Have you noticed this? Matthew 26, 26 never says that the body of Jesus was broken like bread. That's the complete opposite of what the prophecy says. Not one bone in this body will be broken. So how the bread broken represent the body then, right? And some have said, okay, well, it doesn't say it in Matthew 26, 26, but it does say it in 1 Corinthians eleven twenty four. And most of them will go to the King James Version where it says, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. I uh, recently did a Q&A session with my brodies. Shout out to Pastor Delwin and Lex Lutheran, where Pastor Delwin helped us understand that the Byzantine Bible manuscripts um, added that to the text. You have any working knowledge of why they might think that in that passage, it does say Jesus' body was broken. Well, you know, now, the first thing, you're right. The prophecy says not one of his bones should be broken. And that was fulfilled by them taking his body down without breaking his leg. At the same time, as apparently you pointed out to him, uh, the passage in Matthew doesn't mention, this is my body broken. But in some manuscript, the, the Byzantine manuscript tradition that the King James Bible follows largely, although it also supplied some things that weren't even in the Byzantine tradition. Uh, it has the word for broken. Um, uh, on your behalf, Clominon. But the oldest manuscripts don't have Clominon. Doesn't have broken. It just says, this is my body, which is for you. Mm. Is the truth as it is in Christ his body is for you. And it is Amen. also the truth that his body was not broken. Yeah. Okay? So, yes, you're right. If you own the King James Bible, your Bible will say his body was broken. Yeah. But if you look at the oldest Greek manuscripts, they don't say that. Mm -hmm. And most textual scholars say that the the art, the, the way it's written in, um, uh, let's see, I believe that particular manuscript um, was in the third century or so that we're talking about. That that manuscript tradition is the right tradition. So as a result, what we have in the King James Version is not actually what the oldest saints were thinking, were understanding. Yeah. So as a result, they did not, they didn't, the, yes, the bread was broken by him, yes. but he was unbroken. Yes. Now, what that means for us is it's okay if, if you break the bread 
in communion. It's okay if you use wafers. Yeah. Either one is okay. Yeah. But what Jesus says is, you all aren't each eating a piece of Jesus. Okay. You all aren't each a part of, you know, the thing. You are eating Christ's body. Mm. All of what that means. You are drinking Christ's blood. Yeah. All of what that means. The same body yeah. that was given to us yes. on the cross that resurrected from the grave. This, yes. this his body, his blood. Amen. We are partakers Amen. of one body. I love that. I love that. Oh, and to the to the person that you know posed that question, it, it seems in light of what you're saying, Pastor Delwin, that uh, more modern manuscript traditions have picked up on that and have sought to correct that. Yeah, more modern translations have. Yes. Yes. So um, it would be helpful for that person to ask a question to consider that someone at some point recognized that this, you know, falter in that manuscript tradition needs to be corrected. And, and you, know, you know what? I'm not kicking against the King James on this one. I love King James. It's interesting that Reformed Baptistic pastor John MacArthur, who has no stake in real presence, as understood by Lutherans or otherwise, also admits that there is weak manuscript evidence for the word broken being added to the text. Reformed Baptistic pastor John MacArthur rightfully admits that there is weak manuscript evidence for the inclusion of the words broken in reference to Jesus's body. So this is 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 24. It says, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And you see that number five by the word broken. That's signaling me to look at the notes here. Verse 24 talks about the word broken being omitted. You go to his commentary. It says there is weak manuscript evidence for this word being included. And to undergird his point as to how weak it is for that word to be included, he gives a reason. He references John chapter 19, verse 33 and 36. This is his reason to show why this is weak. It says, but when they came to Jesus and saw that he was already dead, they did not break his legs. He uses this to say that that's weak evidence Based on this passage, then he refers to verse 36. For these things were done that the scripture should be fulfilled. Not one of his bones shall be broken. So John MacArthur uses these particular verses to show why that manuscript edition is weak because it conflicts with Jesus and his unbroken bones for the sake of fulfilling prophecy. All those who are looking for alternative ways to show Jesus's body was broken. I've heard a few things. I've heard people say, well, maybe Jesus's body was broken in a sense of the emotional brokenness that he felt from the trauma of the crucifixion and the lead up. And then afterwards, I've heard people say, well, maybe he was broken in a sense of when he was pierced in his side with the spear or when he was pierced 
with the nails in his hands. So people are looking for these alternative ways to find a brokenness in Jesus's body. So based on the weak manuscript evidence, based on the fact that not one bone in his body will be broken, there's no need to find ways that Jesus's body was broken. There's no need to make a parallel between the breaking of the bread which is really just uh, a way of distributing the bread. So rather than cutting it because of the type of bread it was, they broke it and they passed it out in that way in the upper room. That's what's being communicated when the bread is being broken, is being given out to the disciples in the upper room. That's it. So consider those things, go where the evidence leads, and I'm sure this will lead to more questions. So again, I'm I'm enjoying engaging them. Let's keep it going. There's little things like that that really don't have a significant impact on doctrine. You know, for example, this, it would only have an impact uh, for a person that's trying to make something of that. You know, what Jesus said, some people like to, you know, choke on gnats and swallow camels. Mm. You know, they, they swallow the camel of, well, communion is really just symbolic. You know, it, it just symbolizes, you know, what what happens on a spiritual level. No, no, no. Or it's just a memorial meal to help us remember what Jesus did. No. Right. Jesus said, this is my body, which is for you. Yes. Yes. Amen. And when God says something from before the foundation of the world. Yeah. By faith, we know. It says in Hebrews 11 that God spoke into existence the heavens and the earth. Now, if we can accept that premise, come on. If we can accept that, that God is speaking to being out of nothing and create everything. Uh And he didn't and he didn't do it because he needed us to be there. He did it just because that's who he is. Testify, brother. Got me here, I'm saying. If you can accept that, and then you can accept it in the fullness of time, God, who is infinite, omnipotent, omnipresent, could make himself focus to be in one place, Palestine, as the Romans called it, in one little town. Bethlehem in one little uh, pig trough. Amen. Yeah. You know, on one night, one night only, Christmas night, you can accept that, that he got into that little baby body after spending nine months in that little young woman's womb. You can accept all that. And then you're going to have a conniption fit <laughs> over the Lord's Supper. <laughs> Amen. Come on, somebody. Hey, I, ain't no better Just way to say it. Sit down, humble yourself, eat that bread, drink that cup, and receive his forgiveness. Praise God. See how easy that is? All right, real quick. So if you want to learn more about ancient Christianity as preserved through Lutheran thought on important topics like baptism, the Lord's Supper, justification by faith alone the law and the gospel and so many other beautiful confessions make sure you check out cph.org there you'll find so many christ-centered resources that'll help you grow in the grace and knowledge of the lord and the hope of the gospel you will find books bible studies devotionals and some of my favorites like the spirituality of the cross by gene veith 
Has American Christianity Failed by Brian Wolfmuller, to name a few. You feel me? Make sure you go to cph.org or you can go to cph.org slash flame and you will see a list of books that I've curated that I've read personally that have helped me out in my walk. So make sure you go there, tap in, grow in the grace and the knowledge of the Lord. You feel me?